0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Vayishlah, Tavshin Tess. Parshas Vayishlah is known as the parshas of Gullus, of how we learn of how to act in Gullus. This is when Yaakov is meeting Esau The Torah tells us as Yaakov brought over his family in preparation for this meeting with Esau he forgot pachim Kitanim and he went back to get them. The Torah tells us when he went back. A man came, most B'Shem learned this was a Malach of Esau. And the man fought with Yaakov until the morning. And this man saw that he couldn't, this Malach saw he couldn't win over Yaakov. And he hit him in his thigh. And because of this, he was able to injure him. Many Svarim ask, why is it? that this Malach of decided to fight with Yaakov. But he didn't fight with Yitzchak and he didn't fight with Avram. What was so different about Yaakov that this Malach said, I got to put all the stops, I got to get Yaakov, I cannot let him go. But he had nothing to do with Yitzchak or with Avram. And Rechon of Asman explains that while Avram Avinu represents Chesed and Yitzchak represents Tyra Avai- uh, um, represents Tvila and Avida. Yaakov represents Tyra and Emma's. And therefore, says Ravachanan, if somebody wants to go do Chesed all day, the HR can handle that. If somebody wants to daven all day, the HR can handle that too. But if someone's going to go and spend his time learning, that the HR can't handle. And therefore, he allowed Avram to do what he does and he allowed Yishak, but he could not allow Yaakov. And therefore he tried to go and to fight and take down Yaakov. Says Rebbechanan, he was not successful. But he was successful in one thing. And that is, he managed to injure Yaakov's thigh. What does the thigh do? What's the thigh's job in a person's body? It supports him. It enables him to walk, to stand properly. And it explains Rebbechanan of Asamin, that while the Yetzirah cannot go and damage Tyra, he was able to damage the supporters of Tyre. And that's why it has to be, we have to be so careful that when it comes to supporting things, the Yetzirah allows us to support Chesed, and he allows us to support Tfilah. But when it comes to Tyre, not only is it difficult of those who learn, but the Yetzirah makes it difficult to those who want to support Tyre to go and to try to stop them. In the previous generation, the generation after the Holocaust, the Jews of Russia had a terrible, terrible time. The Soviet Union wanted to eradicate Yiddishkeit. And while they allowed some shuls to be there, and they allowed people to do kindness with one another, they did not allow learning of Torah and the keeping of mitzvahs. And that was punishable by terrible, terrible things, sometimes even death, losing a job, the most common, sending you to Siberia. Baruch Hashem over the past 30 years or so, they were allowed out, and it became incumbent on the rest of Kal Yisrael to integrate once again our Russian brothers and sisters. There were many organizations that tried different things to do this, and a lot of them were very successful, Baruch Hashem. One organization opened up an institution in Russia itself, and in the summertime they ran a camp for six weeks. This was primarily done for teenage girls, and they worked with them the whole year, and the highlight of the year was to come to this camp. In the highlight of the camp, however, they were trying to get the girls to accept upon themselves doing different mitzvahs. And any girl who would accept upon themselves to do the mitzvah, they would get rewarded with different things. And one of the highlights was the last week of the camp, the girls would accept upon themselves Jewish names it was a project throughout the summer that they would research their family tree, try, trying to find out what name should they pick. Could they find out a name of a perhaps a grandparent, a great-grandparent that they can use for a Jewish name? Well, it was the last week of the summer of the six-week camping program. And as they are organizing, getting everything ready, they realized, the directors of the camp realized that there were only nine men on grounds for Shabbos. Now they realized, besides the problem with the minion, they wanted to go and name these girls by queer satire. But if they only have nine men, they don't have a minion. So everyone started to figure out how to get another year for Shabbos. And they couldn't find anyone. No one knew anyone around that area. It was a rural area. And someone said, you know what? Let's go ask the security guard. <laughs> Maybe he's Jewish. They ran to the security guard. Not Jewish. Do you know any Jews around there? Nobody. They start to say, maybe a guy, Chaimowitz, uh, different names, Rabinowitz. And the guy said, you know what? About two miles from here, there's a fellow named Rabinowitz, an elderly gentleman. He's a Jew. And before he finished, they grabbed the security guard. Two guys went at the car, and they drove off to get this fellow Rabinowitz. The rest of the camp was getting ready for Shabbos. And as the sun starts to set, this car comes roaring in. And the two guys from the camp get out and they open up the door and this elderly gentleman, Mr. Rabinowitz, gets out. He's going to be their guest for Shabbos. Now they have a minion. They're very excited. By the Friday night, Suda, the men were sitting together and they were schwozing and Mr. Rabinowitz starts to tell them about himself. He starts to say how his father was a very religious person and then when the Soviets came and they made the new rules about Yiddishkeit. He tried very hard to teach his children about the loch, about Shabbos, about learning. And this fellow said, I don't want to listen. I had nothing to do with it. I said, look, teach me how to make a living. Teach me uh, a trade. I want to make a living. I need to make some money. What do I need to know this stuff for? And my father tried and he tried. And he said, let me at least teach you how to read Hebrew so you can connect with your people. And I was not interested. And after a few months of trying and trying and trying, my father saw I wasn't getting anywhere. My father turns to me and says, I want you to know, I promise you, there's going to come a day when you are going to regret that you don't know how to learn Hebrew, how to read Hebrew. And I laughed, and I laughed at him. Mr. Abinowitz looks at the people, and tears start coming out of his eyes, and he says, I am now 89 years old. My father was right because that day is today. Sitting here in this camp looking around at all these beautiful Jewish children and me not knowing how to participate in the davening tonight, I regret not knowing how to read Hebrew. My father was right. Today is the day. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by torahanytime.com.